This is the Oklahoma Talking Company. This episode of the OKC Show is brought to you by OKMerch.com. Are you like me? Do you love music, especially local music? Then go check out OKMerch.com. It is 100% locally owned and operated. They offer vinyl, CDs, digital downloads, t-shirts, posters, koozies, stickers, and a whole lot more from all of your favorite local bands. They even have same-day shipping, so check it out. They've got bands like Kyle Reed and the Low Swinging Chariots, Kite Flying Robot, Magic and Mystery, Them Hounds, Quill, and one of my personal favorites, Honey Lark. So go to okmerch.com right now and use the promo code OKCSHOW to get a special offer. Check it out, okmerch.com, and remember to use the promo code OKCSHOW. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for coming around again. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. What's shaking, cats and kittens? It is the OKC Show, and I am your host, Jason Baffrey. Welcome to the program. If you are listening to us on oklahomatalking.co, do want to let you know that you can also listen to the OKC Show on iTunes. We are also available on Spreaker. You can download that app on your smartphone and also available on Overcast. So check it out. You can find the OKC Show on all of those locations and also Take some time and check out uh, our other programming on Oklahoma Talking Co., including the Dream OK podcast and Activate Your Strengths with Rhonda Boyle, as well as the Givers Show with Trey Bowden. Lots of great programming coming from the Oklahoma Talking Co. And now let's get into uh, this week's OKC show. We have a, a great guest for you today. A man by the name of Alec Cosby. He is no relation to Bill or the Cosby clan, at least not as far as I know. I should have uh, verified that before I said that. But uh, Alec is better known around these parts as the Grilling Dude. And he is a uh, professional grill master and instructor and also the founder of Oki Red Dirt Barbecue Sauce. We're not just going to talk food today, although we'll, we're going to talk a little bit of food, but Alec's got you know, a great plan for business and has a real desire to help people through his business. Alec Cosby, welcome to the OKC Show. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Now, you have actually just recently launched uh, all of your businesses and started doing grilling seminars and that sort of thing, but your, your background's kind of interesting. You've been a sales guy. But before that, you were actually uh, not quite living on the streets, but living out there in the world without a home. That is correct. That is correct. Um, This is way back in 95 when I got out of the military. And um, a great portion of that, all the way up until my father passed, I really didn't have a place where I was living or a place that I could call home. So I was pretty much house to house visiting trying to help my dad out who was uh, having health issues. But no, I never really like had a home per se that I could call mine. And um, I was never in a position to even get it. I mean, my money was always tight. It was just a tough situation. I mean, that was a tough, tough time of my life. But uh, you are correct to say that. Yeah. And then, and then you had a change. You had an encounter and uh, made some changes in your life, got some good work, and, and things have grown from there. Yeah. That's some major changes. Um, 
when I finally decided to go ahead and grow up after my dad passed away back in uh, 2000, uh, one of my kin folks had uh, recommended that I go and talk to this gentleman. He had he worked with an alarm. He, he was in the security alarm industry. She thought I would be pretty good at it. So I went and did an interview. They hired me on the spot. So I spent, I would say, the next eight or nine years selling security systems uh, for different companies. So, and I and I made a lot of good money. I mean, I, I've sold alarms. So, I mean, being in sales is, is is an awesome deal, and I've made good money. But I mean, none of it ever was really totally fulfilling. Yeah. But recently, I mean, within the past year and then uh, with a launch in January, you have found your career home, if you will. You found that sweet spot that makes you happy. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell tell me about how that, that came about. Okay, well, that's an interesting story because that goes way back to when I uh, first came home. Um, we would have cookouts, and no one ever really wanted to volunteer. And they would say, well, who wants to do the cooking? And I would always volunteer just wanting to serve people and never really thought much of it. Move ahead 10 years and I'm in the kitchen using a barbecue sauce. I want to name the name. And I asked myself, can I recreate my own? So 11 years ago, I started playing around in the kitchen and trying to figure out how to make barbecue sauce from scratch. So I don't, I'm trying to, re- to communicate whether this was a question or a statement, but Basically, uh, I am here today because of a desire to serve people, one, and a happy accident that happened uh, last October, I I would say, meeting a young lady you already currently um, have a show with. Yeah, our mutual friend, Rhonda Boyle. Rhonda Boyle. I went to a uh, broker's open, which is basically a home showing where brokers come and um, I don't know what they do. They eat. I don't know nothing about the real estate industry. I don't know if there's food there. So I was there. But I was there selling websites and Facebook pages and obviously doing something that I was not happy with. And there I met Rhonda Boyle and she challenged me because she asked me, um, you know, what is what what was it that I did? So I told her and she looked at me. She she gave me this. She looked puzzled because obviously, I guess to her, I was not happy doing what I was doing. And she said, well, what else do you do? And I told her, I said, well, I make barbecue sauce. And I'm going to guess that I lit up. I couldn't tell. And she said, that's what you're supposed to be doing. And then that's when my life started to change. Yeah. How did those changes come about? I mean, she says you should be making barbecue sauce because that's what makes you happy. But how do you make that jump from doing a job that is earning a living to doing a job that is is not just a job it's what you're supposed to do it's what makes you happy i mean big step there to to get out and do something completely different on your own okay that's a good question um that's why i get paid the big bucks (laughs) i'm waiting for my big bucks to come but that is coming but here's what i will say in that in that moment what went through my head was the question how do i do that and typically you'll find, and this is for anybody in business, that when they're challenged to make a jump from the job that they're probably not happy with or, or making that leap to, to doing the thing that they're passionate about, is they'll never ask that one question, how do I do that? So I asked that question, how do I do that? And it wasn't a good question. <laughs> so I spent the next three months, October, November, December, trying to find a way to launch my business. And it wasn't until I met another young lady who 
wanted to coach me. She wanted to mentor me, so to speak. And um, we were sitting down at lunch at a coffee shop, and she shared this one thought. She said, have you considered doing a tasting? Never entered my mind. Cook some food. You know, you do something for 20 years. It's what they say, that you can't see the forest for the tree. Right. That's where I was at. And um, she suggested I do a tasting and that I build a website, do a crowdsource funding to make money to launch my product. And we set a date, January 24th, as the date that we were going to do it. And as, as they say about Murphy's Law, if anything can go wrong, it will. And that's what happened. The, crowdsour- the crowdsource funding project didn't get approved until late. I didn't have a website, so we had to put a mock square website together to take orders. I didn't have sauce for a product, so everything that I had hoped to do was not there. The only thing I had was a diverse group of people, some pulled pork, some brisket, hot wings, and just fun. And that was how my business started. And um, I had an awesome time, but honestly, the barbecue sauce and the food became a second thought when I realized what had really happened on that day because all the invitations that I sent were to three different groups of people, people from previous businesses that I've sold to, uh, people from high school, and then I had my givers group, all in the same house, just different social backgrounds. And it was awesome to hear that some of these people have seen each other on Facebook and never have met personally. And at the end of that day, I realized what I really have is not a barbecue sauce, but a way to help people connect. Because on that day, those people who only knew each other on Facebook got to shake each other's hand and hug for the first time. And I helped facilitate that. It's interesting to me, as we've we've talked previously, the the best thing about your business is is what the real goal is, and it's not just about teaching people how to grill and not just about um, making good barbecue sauce. But you you have this passion to bring families together through this. Yeah, um, the one thing I've noticed, and and I, I, unfortunately I'm not married, so I can't give you the full the full story behind it but I see it because of the social media and all the internet and how we're now so electronically connected we have become face to face disconnected um, we are so caught up in our careers kids are off in college and everybody goes their separate ways and all I, I can I can relate it this way. It was a song I heard, Cats in the Cradle, Silver Spoon, Little Boy, Blue and the Man on the Moon. And it's just a simple song about a father and a son who go through life never connecting. And one of them was always more busy than the other. And at the end of the day, the son grows up and his story is exactly as his father's was. And they never connected. And I think it's such a sad way to go through life when we have so much to enjoy that we forget to enjoy it with each other. And I think that's what we're missing out on. And that's what I'm passionate about. Yeah. Where do you think that uh, that comes from? I mean, a, not just a song, but the idea to, to bring those families together. When you see that, when you see fathers and sons, what is it in you that makes you want to uh, make those connections? That's a good question. Um, 
I could now this is personally because I know that me and my dad never really were close. Um, if that'll explain a little bit of it, but just understanding that we live in a country where we are motivated by getting more and having more and we are career motivated and I was one of those people. Now while I don't have a son and I I can't I can't claim that, but I see what happens in other families when the connection is not there. And the sad part is that the only time you see people get together is at a funeral, which is sad. And the thing that I try to inspire people to do is I'm not asking you to every weekend be hanging out with your family and cooking and all that. I'm saying once a month, make it a point to take out an afternoon and do nothing but just be with the people you care about. I mean, it's nothing difficult. I think people make it harder than what it is because we we use the excuse of, well, I got so much I have to do. I mean, nobody's ever laid on their deathbed and said, well, you know, I wish I would have, you know, got the bills paid sooner or anything like that. It's wish I would have spent more time with. And that's the worst time to think about that. Yeah. So when you're going out, I mean, how do you how do you approach that? I mean, because is that a message that you include when you're talking to everybody? Is it when you um, when you're out doing a grilling session? How do you how do you roll that all? How do together? I roll that together? Typically, it's at the the end of the the class and we're sitting around and we're fellowshipping and enjoying the food and I can ask, you know, how do y'all like this class? How do you how are you enjoying this 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 process? How do you like what 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 has transpired today? And the feedback is typically the same. You know, I had a good time. I enjoyed it. I love doing it. I love hanging out, helping my dad or helping my brother do this. It was awesome. And I asked myself, well, how cool would it be to just do this more often? How cool would it be to give your son something that he can carry with him for the rest of his life? And I jokingly say it. I say it's a cool little resume deal for guys that when they meet a woman to say, you know, I know how to cook. <laughs> so that's one of the biggest deals. But that's when I, I share it with them. Usually it's at the end of the class and we sit around the table fellowshipping and that's when it comes out. Yeah. And, and what's the response like? I mean, uh, do you get a good response? Do you have any any stories of, of people that are, have been uh, changed by uh, an afternoon of grilling? Absolutely. Well, I mean, not just the afternoon of grilling, but just the whole process. Um, one, of the, one of the value services that I provide is I come out and I do a, a I call it an on-site consultation where we talk about the grill, we talk about the menu, and and we get to know each other on a personal level and figure out what is it exactly that we're going to be doing. So this one client wanted a grill. He wanted to get into smoking, and he wanted a pellet smoker, and he asked me to help him buy one. Now, wait a minute. What's a pellet smoker? A pellet smoker basically is the equivalent of a, I don't know if you remember the Showtime um, rotisserie cooker that Ron Popeil had. You set it and forget it. Basically, that's what a pellet smoker is. It is a grill that you put pellets into a hopper, and a small ignition system at the bottom of the grill will burn the pellets, giving it a light smoke, light flavor, and, and giving you heat to cook the meat. Okay. Just wanted to clarify that before you move on with the story. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, good, and it was a good stop because sometimes I get to going, and I forget to point out <laughs> the details. So thank you, sir. But, um, well, the first thing was 
we get the grill. His wife thanks me because now she is happy because her husband can now take lead on something she wanted him to do. I said, wow, I never thought that, never thought about that. Move up to the class. We'll I make have, sure my wife doesn't hear this show. <laughs> well, there's more that come with it because we actually do talk about seasoning and all that, but that's a whole other conversation. Right. But the day of the class, I had four fathers in my class. No, three fathers. And I had four college high school age, four college and high school age kids with them. And we're cutting up meat and having a good time. And the consensus was they didn't realize we were in there for seven, it was six hours. They didn't realize it. At the end of the class, they were happy just to be there together. That's what they were mostly happy about. And I asked them, I said, so how often do I do this? They said, we don't. Because one's in school, one's working. Everyone had a reason for not getting together. And so I threw that scenario out there to him. And I asked him, I said, to the one college kid, I asked him, I said, well, at least I told him, not asked him, I told him that one day you're going to be 40, 50 with your own kid. What are you going to be able to tell him about your relationship with your dad? You know, and you never want to be that. You never want to be in that scenario. So. Well, I think it's great that you're you're bringing families together, bringing fathers and sons together, husbands and wives, all through something that everybody's passionate about in in some way, but they don't they don't often give it a lot of thought. But eating is core to what we do. I mean, some of the the best conversations take place around the dinner table. That's right. So, in order to to get people to focus a little more on that and just spending that time together, I, I think is great. Now, you also have uh, another interest, passion, and something that part of your business is going to help, and that's uh, a real passion for helping adult illiteracy. Oh, heck yeah. That's a big one for me. And it really didn't show up until I started this business, because I realized that just having a business is easy. And if you are going to start a business, I think it is very important that you have a cause with that business. Because one thing, to have a whole lot of money and have nowhere to give back, I think it's a sad thing. So for me, adult illiteracy was a big deal because of this one thing. I watch all these other charitable entities want to raise money, and they talk about feed the children and children this and children that. And please don't get me wrong. I have a heart for children. But understand this. Those children come from parents. I mean, they don't just spring up out of the ground like we, we were told as kids. And the distort didn't bring them. Um, there are real grown-ups out there who have these kids who may be growing through difficulties. And the research that I've done shows that a vast majority of children who are not eating are coming from homes who the parents they can't read. I mean, something simple as walking down the street and seeing a we're hiring sign can easily be missed by somebody who is illiterate. And that is my concern. Yeah. And, and so what's your plan or your ideas to, to make change or, or make inroads in that effort? Well, right now, I just want to find an organization. I'm looking for an organization, someone who deals with it. Um, I got a couple of leads from a friend of mine who does a lot of charitable work. But my goal is just to partner with someone who already has something going. Um, I think another bad thing we do is we go out and we want to assume that we can just start our own charitable organization and think that we're changing the world when we really don't understand the intricacies of it everything that goes along with it when it's so much easier for you to take your resources and help someone else who's already doing it. 
so much easier to do it that way. Yeah, the community working together hand in hand to to solve these problems without reinventing the wheel every time just because you want to put stamp your name on it necessarily. Yeah. It's just not about a name. Right. And, and at the end of the day, I, I could care less whether they remember me or not. The biggest deal for me is that an adult was able to change their life, to change their child's life. Yeah, That's what I want more than anything. Yeah, that's great. It's great heart behind that. I mean, it's got to have it, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's what drives me. Let's talk a little bit about food. Okay, what would you like to know? What, what are the keys, the secrets to grilling from the <laughs> grilling dude? <laughs> All right, this is, that's a good question. What are the keys, the secret keys? What makes it, this is the key, I would say this is the most important key, is uh, research your, your food. I think the biggest mistake that we make when we try to cook is we'll run to the grocery store, we'll find a piece of meat or whatever we want to cook, and just go out and cook it. And I, this is just me thinking. I have not researched it. But I have done a lot of – when I was doing Uber, I'm driving around watching people cook. And I'm like, wow, they missed it. I don't think people ask questions before they start something. Yeah. There, there seems to be some misrepresentation that all men are born with the innate skill of running a gas grill or charcoal cooker – and I am here to attest that that is not the case, at least not for me. Uh, I don't want to say that I'm terrified of it, but mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, it's not something I, I don't cook. And uh, thank God I have a wife that is a great cook, and uh, otherwise I would be eating McDonald's all the time, most likely, which is unfortunate. It's not easy for some of us to to just walk out there and, and throw some meat on the grill and, and think that it's going to come out good. It's very stressful. Mm-hmm. Do you run into that, or am I just in the real minority here with no, this? No, I won't say that you're uh, in a minority. There is a vast majority of men who feel the same way. And to be honest with you, the, the only thing I could ever as recommend to anyone that's in that situation is the solution is very simple. What a guy told me who is in the same predicament that you said you were in. And he said, I should take a class. And I think that's the hardest thing for men to do is to be humble enough to say, you know what, maybe I should just learn. Yeah, because do we don't want to admit that we can't yeah. do something. This is it's hard for men to do is to say, you know what, I can't do this. That's why directions It's like when you put a husband and a wife in the car and they can't find their way someplace. And she's like, well, why are we stopping at somebody for directions? You'd be like, well, no, there I got it. Yeah. Our, our pride gets, our gets pride us in gets a lot in more way. trouble. Oh, yeah. Time. Oh, yeah. So I would say the easiest the, the easiest way to get to where you want to go when it comes to cooking is ask questions. Get a class. Um, I learned by picking up cookbooks, believe it or not. That's how I learned. I, I I didn't have a clue. My first run at barbecue sauce was horrible. I mean, it was a horrible experience. I mean, I, I said I'd never want to do that again. And I, I didn't mess with it for some time until I picked up a book and started learning what actually goes into a barbecue sauce. I was like, oh, so that's what I missed. So I would encourage all guys out there who may be having, who may have a certain uh, apprehension to getting on the grill, Ask is uh, the best thing you could ever do is ask, because once again, the best thing you can ever do for your household is to create an environment where people can get together. And your wife is not the only person who has to do it or girlfriend or whoever. It is okay for you not to know how to do it. Just don't stay that way. 
you know, get a class, take a class, get a get a get a cookbook. Yeah, and I and I don't think most people and I wouldn't have realized previously that there there is a class available for something like that. Oh yeah, and and you're not the. Are you the only guy doing anything oh, like that? Oh, there's a ton of people out there giving classes. As a matter of fact, there's a place uh, I know here in Oklahoma City, American Propane, I-235, going north towards Edmond. Every month, I think, they do a class you can pay for, oh, go yeah. through and sit through. So, But I'm we not, want you to call the Grilling Dude. The Grilling Dude? dude. Call, oh, yeah, go please to, call the, me. TheGrillingDude.com. Please call me, TheGrillingDude.com. I mean, just please inquire. But like I said, I'm not the only guy in town, and I don't ascribe to be, and I am not by – any means the answer to your barbecue woes to all of them because i don't know everything and i'll never claim to be um i'm green too as much as i think i know i'm always learning so um that should encourage you that is a learning process now how did the barbecue sauce come come about Uh, because we haven't talked a lot about uh, Mm -hmm. oaky red dirt barbecue sauce Mm -hmm. which is your own recipe and creation, and it's produced here in Oklahoma and and marketed uh, through you. Yes, sir. Um, What gave you the idea that you just, hey, I'm going to start creating my own barbecue sauce? Well, it was that that heart of cooking. Um, I come from a line, I would say, of cooks. My grandfather was an excellent cook. Matter of fact, he was one who taught me how to make, or at least start, sweet potato pie. Oh, I love sweet potato pie. It's awesome, man. It's some good stuff. Yes, it is. Kind of, now you got me hungry. <laughs> um, he taught me that. I learned a, a, a simple technique that I use to this day when I make sweet potato pie. My mom gave me the recipe. But I come from a family of excellent cooks. And I can remember I'm out cooking using this name brand product, and I will ask myself a simple question. Can I make this but make it better? And that's what started it. And um, along the way, over the years, you know, it, it changed and it, it evolved. And I can remember we was I was in uh, Altus, Oklahoma, doing roofs about three years ago. And a friend of mine told me that I should sell this barbecue sauce. And I hadn't even thought of a name for it. And I remember I was looking at the bottle of rub I made, and it reminded me of my aunt's driveway, which was just that Oklahoma red dirt. And I said, oh, there's a name, Oki Red Dirt. Yeah. And it's stuck. And so is there just one flavor? How do you, are there multiple flavors? Do you have sweet and spicy? What, how Good does question. that work? I get that question quite often. I say, what flavors do you have? I actually have four flavors. It is all, they're all tomato based. I'll take that back. Three of them are tomato and tomato paste based. I have a sweet version, an original version, which is a smoky, um, sweet and has a little kick on it. Then I got a spicy, which is really spicy. So I always want to forewarn people. It is spicy. Now, when you say it's tomato-based, I mean, that was something that I wasn't expecting to hear, but I've never thought about it. I mean, Mm -hmm. is that different, or is that the way most barbecue sauces are made? When you say most, um, when you talk talk at barbecue sauce, now, before they come out with the white barbecue sauce, there was only two types that I knew of. One was a vinegar base, which is typically North Carolina, that area. And then you got your tomato base. Now, they will vary from region to region. Uh, Memphis is more of your sweet, really sweet sauces. Um, and it changes. It just depends on what state you're in. If you go down to Texas, they don't do sauce on most of their food. They will make it, but they won't put it on it. Yeah. So it just changes. Um, when I made my sauce, my desire was to make something totally different. So I wasn't just ketchup based i wanted to do a tomato paste based so mine's totally went 
to the left of what traditional barbecue sauce was. Interesting. So what causes that regionality for barbecue sauces, do you think? Is that just something that just different cooking styles and different uh, different heritage? I'm putting you on the spot here. I well, know. that's cool. I, I don't I think it's mostly pride because when you make something, you want to be the guy who's, you know, this is my sauce. It was the best one. Uh, the other claim to fame is that we're the first ones. So it just, like I said, it depends on where you go, what story you're going to hear. Yeah, because I know like Kansas City is known for barbecue sauce mm-hmm. and Memphis is known for barbecue. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, those are different kinds of barbecue. Mm-hmm. And, and Texas, mm-hmm. uh, as you mentioned, has kind of their own style. And, yes, sir. So as, as the grilling dude, what is the Oklahoma barbecue style? See, now you put me on the spot because I was trying to figure out what could Oklahoma's claim to fame be when it comes to barbecue sauce. And this is what my real thought is. The way that they have put Oklahoma as the crossroads of America, I would like to say that Oklahoma is the crossroads for barbecue, that you can find pretty much any flavor that you want if you look for it. And I really wouldn't want to pin or pigeonhole Oklahoma to one flavor per se. As vast as our, or as diverse as our cultures are, I think that we have the same diversity when it comes to grilling styles, barbecue sauces. So that's what I would say, that Oklahoma is the crossroads for barbecue sauce. Yeah, very democratic answer. <laughs> I'm, a good, I'm a good ambassador. <laughs> Well, it's uh, it's been uh, great having you here, Alec. It's been great being here. I enjoyed it. Yeah, really great story, and just just the way that you've come about, the way that you've launched your business, it's very interesting to see where you're going with this, and especially your heart to to help others through the business. You're you're seven months in now with this this process, this kind of new venture, new adventure. How are, how are you feeling about everything? I'm really excited. Well, I know you remember our conversations we had before we came in to record this, um, and I would like to share it with the public, is that you know I am by no means financially like making millions and millions of dollars, but I know that I am more fulfilled now than I've ever been, Yeah, ever. Well, and I think that that's uh, vastly important for, for anybody. Um, you know, to find something that you you are passionate about and that you feel feel compelled to do more than just earn a paycheck. Absolutely, um, and, and 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 I know that the listeners would agree that you know if you find something that you love to do, you'll love doing it for the rest of your life, and getting paid for it just comes with it. And so many people settle for a life unlike that. And I would just encourage anyone who has a dream or something that they're passionate about to ask that, ask that tough question, what do I have to do to make this happen? And I'm not trying to give you the question. That's just the question that I asked myself that got me to move in. And I would encourage you all to do the same, that um, if there's something that you're passionate about, ask your friends, get pull some people into your life, figure it out. I think, um, I can't remember his name now, Miles Monroe. Miles Monroe said it best. He said that the cemeteries is our richest place in, in this whole world because of so many people who died with their dreams still within them and their passions within them. And I would encourage you, the public, whoever's listening to this, whatever dream you have, let tell people about it. Um, don't go to the grave with your dream because you never know whose life you might change. Yeah, that's fantastic. Great, great <laughs> advice. That's all I can tell you. 
<laughs> now, if you want to find more about the grilling dude or you'd like to book him for some grilling lessons or have him for for an event, uh, he's available to do that. You can find Alec at thegrillingdude.com. Yes, sir. That's thegrillingdude.com. That's correct? right. Okay. Uh, he also has a Facebook page, so you can look up The Grilling Dude on Facebook. Absolutely. And uh, what about Oki Red Dirt Barbecue Sauce? Where can Same thing. That? If they're looking for my barbecue sauce, okireddirt.com. Um, it'll take them right to The Grilling Dude page, and just go to the online store. They can order it there. Um, if they want to call me directly, it's for. Yeah, that's fine. It's 405-206-0167. Please give me a call. I mean, if you have questions, I've had people call me up with just questions. If you have questions, please call me. I'm game. I'm open to help you out. I won't charge you for it. And I can attest the uh, the grilling dude knows what he's doing. His food uh, is is really darn tasty. I had uh, what did we have that one day. We had some pork and we had some chicken, incredible mm-hmm. chicken. We had uh, we had we had cilantro lime chicken. Yeah. Uh, we did some grilled corn, some grilled zucchini. Yeah. When you think about barbecuing and grilling, I mean, often you go to, to ribs and brisket and that sort of thing, but you do a lot more, and the, the chicken was fantastic. So, Alec, thanks for uh, spending time with us on the OKC Show, and we wish you the best of luck with uh, all of your business ventures and, and certainly with the, the heart behind that and the things that you're doing to help adult illiteracy and bringing families together. That's just great. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for listening to the OKC Show. You can follow us on Twitter at OKC Show. Be sure and go like our Facebook page. You can also follow the Oklahoma Talking Company on Twitter. And do be sure and go like the Oklahoma Talking Co. Facebook page. And check out all of the other programs at oklahomatalking.co. I'm Jason Baffrey. We are out of here. The OKC Show is a production of Destiny Creative.